0: Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and T.C. on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey
1: everybody, welcome in. We say hello to you from the capital city. And a great show lined up for everybody today with Jimmy B and T.C. Uh 1225 Pat Hardy. AllHawkeyes.com will be our guest. We'll dive into Iowa football and basketball with Pat. Uh, 1 o'clock, John Cannon. Uh, John Cannon sports uh, on the NBA and the big trade that went down yesterday and late afternoon into the evening with Kyrie Irving and Isaiah Thomas, Cleveland and Boston. Mitch Holt is at 140, longtime voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. And then at 2 o'clock, well, we're going to do a little Major League Baseball. Scott Miller, Major League Baseball Bleacher Report, Turner Sports will be our guest that's coming up at 2.
2: Trent, how are you, my man? Oh, can't complain, Jimmy B. Things are going well. Getting ready for high school football season starting Friday night as Urbendale will make their over, uh, way over to Waukee. Our man, Jacob Miller, is going to be up there with the booth over here uh, in the promotions department at Cumulus. He's going to be helping me out. So, we kick things off right. at 7 o'clock starting on Friday until 11 o'clock with the scoreboard show. And uh, looking forward to that starting Friday night. Just two days away, Jimmy B. It's crazy how summer, I mean, how I, summer goes. I,
1: it, you know, it's amazing when you just said that and all the games that are going to be played. And, and it always gets to me, because we're still in August. It's not even September. For some reason, I always struggle because I always equate football with beginning in september and that's not the case and hasn't been the case now for several years but for some reason um, you know it's supposed to start cooling off um i i i guess that you know everybody just wants to get a jump on everything and and get the season underway and of course you and i are both okay with that so let's go with a little high school football you are going to be a busy guy
2: Fridays are going to be busy. All the time is busy, though, for me, Jimmy B. That's a good thing. I'm not like you. I'm not well, semi-retired. <laughs> is, is that a fair interpretation of your life, Jimmy B., semi-retired? Uh, I think I've been semi-retired for like 20 years. <laughs> that's that's true as well. That, that is absolutely <laughs> true. I definitely see that. Well, uh, and yeah. not only the high school on Friday night, but also college football begins on Saturday Oregon State, Colorado State, uh, Hawaii, UMass, uh, odd game there. Top twenty ranked South Florida. Many people believe the team that'll get into one of the access bowls from the group of five. They make their way out to San Jose State, and then late at night from Australia, Stanford and yes. Rice. Uh, that thing's going to be ugly.
1: You know that'll be a that'll be a lousy game just because everybody believes Stanford is good enough again this season. To challenge USC and UCLA in the South, and to challenge again uh, and Washington in the North, just for the Pac-10 ti- or Pac-12 title, uh, I I really think that I I don't I, I don't think they're good enough to beat Washington or USC Trent, but they're a stout team, the Stanford Cardinal. Uh, it's amazing. Uh, At that school, how successful that they have been uh, and the type of players that they have to recruit. We all know the high academic standards there. And they continue and continue to come up with just terrific football players and basketball players, for that matter.
2: Well, in the theory out there, and I found this very interesting. You mentioned the academic uh, standards of Stanford. And, you Uh know, even here we got plenty of Notre Dame fans. Everywhere you go in the mm-hmm. country, there, there are Notre Dame fans. Mm-hmm. And was reading a theory about over going back to their last national championship in 1989, going back to that time period, we've seen the evolution of Northwestern becoming a program, at least you know under Barnett, what they were able to do, getting into that Rose Bowl in the mid-90s, right. and developing now into at least a solid program. And maybe more importantly, Stanford, in the past, Notre Dame could go out and recruit a certain type of kid, the high academic kid that also wanted to play big-level football, and they had that niche where nobody else could offer what Notre Dame could, or at least Notre Dame said that they could. You can make arguments either way, but that is the recruiting niche that they had. That is different now with Stanford, and I'll be completely honest. If I had a young kid that was good enough and had offers from Stanford and Notre Dame, I know what I'd be telling them to go to, and it wouldn't be South Bend, Indiana. The Stanford education <laughs> is that much better than what you get at Notre Dame. Plus, you're talking about heading out there to the Bay Area as opposed to South Bend, Indiana. I think it's a no-brainer about the choices there. But the theory out there is the evolution and the transformation of that Stanford program into what they are today has really hurt Notre Dame here over the last 10 years, and Northwestern and Stanford also has hurt that as they've been able to go out and pluck a couple of the guys that normally just be at Notre Dame.
1: Uh, um, Amazing that you would bring that up and that could be one of the uh reasons why Stanford has fared so well uh in recent years. Look, it's it's amazing to me because you put Duke on the East Coast and Stanford on the West Coast, Northwestern uh up north and Vanderbilt in the south. And then you take a look at uh, what they have been able to do, what those schools have been able to do. To be honest with you, Duke has done uh, an amazing job resurrecting its football program, but they still aren't considered in Stanford's category. Northwestern is getting there, and you reference the Rose Bowl under Gary Barnett and what Pat Fitzgerald has been able to do since he has taken over as coach. Vandy continues to struggle, Uh, once in a while they'll have a winning season but it doesn't happen often hell i don't think they ever had a winning season when jay cutler was the quarterback there trent so uh it's it's one of those things where stanford is just head and shoulders it seems uh above everybody when it comes to the academic aspect combined with the athletic aspect it's it's incredible what has happened uh at that school you know it's one of the things that I wanted to get into today right off the top of the show, and that is what we're closing in on. What are we? About ten days away now from UNI, Iowa State, and Iowa, Wyoming. Did mm-hmm. I did I do the math right? Is it around ten days right in there?
2: Well, let's and, count it up here. One, two, yeah, ten. Okay, 10.
1: good work, Jimmy. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, my mom said there'd be no math, but I tried to do that as best I possibly could do. So. But one of the things that I'm real curious here is when Kirk Ferentz of Iowa met the news media uh, the other day and announced the one-game suspension and yet still did not name his quarterback, do you, in your mind, still believe that it is as close as the coaching staff would like you to believe? Or do you think that it is Stanley's job And they're doing that just to keep Tyler Wiggers engaged and not quit.
2: It's at the point now where I think we're past that line, you know, throughout the spring. That made sense. First of all, you're making Nathan Stanley earn the job. A kid that is still just a true sophomore during the spring going through his first spring practice of his career. You're making the kid go out there and earn the job. And even in the summer months after spring had passed, the competition's still open. It'll take us up to August camp. But now by this time, by, as we sit here in the towards the end of August and still not to make a determining factor, that says to me that this race is close, that this is too close to call. Because the coaches at this point, Tyler Weegers wouldn't say, all right, I'm packing up ship You know, middle of August when they make an announcement and, and I'm leaving town. That wouldn't be the case. This is a close race, and, and that is... To me, it's scary. It's the old adage, Jimmy B. I said it yesterday. You've heard it so many times before. If you have two quarterbacks, you don't have any. And if that's the case for Iowa, that's a scary proposition, not only because the wide receiver group we know has the question marks that they do, but you're also installing a new offense. And if you don't have a quarterback to do that, you don't have a guy that you feel confident about, even as good as the running game can be, that's a scary spot.
1: I'm with you on that. I, 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 I subscribe to a similar theory that you just mentioned about uh, the two-quarterback system. I've never found it other than when Urban Meyer used it with Chris Leak and Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. and they won the national title uh, that season. I don't remember the two-quarterback system ever really being that effective. Well, Can, it, it can, can you, can from, from, a major, from a major team,
2: do you remember it at all, though? Yeah. I mean, Stanley Jackson and Joe Germain at Ohio State, they did it with success. Okay. Yeah. But that was also yeah. guys that did different things. You mentioned Chris Leak and Tebow. Leak right. was a yeah. pocket passer. Tebow was the battering ram. So you had guys right. that did different things. We're not talking about either Tyler Wiegers or Nathan Stanley going to be out there running the read option and scrambling for 30 yards and doing things like that. That's not going to happen. They're similar in their type. Stanley's bigger, has a stronger arm. Wiegers more developed probably at this stage in the game. That's what you have here. To not make a decision now, and this thing's going to lead up. Maybe Friday we'll get word when the, uh, when the uh, press release comes out that has the two deeps. Maybe they'll wait to make an official announcement on Monday but they better by Monday because you know what? Start Monday. It's game week, Jimmy B. <laughs> it is. Yeah, you better have a pretty good idea by then. I, I I just find it
1: interesting that in in everything that we have seen, and everything that our inside guys have reported on, including when we talked to Pat Hardy coming up shortly, that they are still trying to say this is a a close race and. Everything that we have heard from our insiders uh, says that it's going to be Stanley, and for some of the reasons that you just gave. And no one has come out and said, well, I really think that that Uyghurs is going to beat him out. We haven't had one guy that I can remember say that on the show. Do you recall that? Because I don't. Saying what? What was that? Saying that Uyghurs is going to be the guy. Now, I haven't. I don't recall any of our insider guys that cover Iowa uh, come on the show and say Uyghurs is going to get this job. Every guy I remember speaking with said it was going to be Stanley. Do you recall anybody saying it was Uyghurs?
2: Well, remember, the only time that anybody has seen these people outside the people inside the walls at Fort Kinnick, the only time they saw the quarterbacks was at Kids Day. And during that day, mm-hmm. as it went on, Stanley played much better, but it's a snapshot. It's one out of 20 practices. I mean, you want to take a, another practice that we saw during the spring game, the last practice of the spring, Tyler Wiegers was a superior quarterback. So it's just a small snapshot. I think people go and they read into what happened last year. And, and last year, a true freshman comes in, wins that backup job, you use his redshirt year, burn the redshirt year that way, and they're extrapolating it forward expecting that he's going to run away with the race. There is no doubt. He has not run away with this race. If that was the case, the announcement certainly would be made by now. And we're going to go into game week without knowing who the starting quarterback is going to be for the Hawkeyes. I'm telling you, another thing that Kirk said yesterday, Jim, that I thought was very yeah. interesting was he mentioned last year. You know, somebody said, uh, you know, Stanley took the job last year. And, and Ference mentioned it was incredibly close last year. The difference between these two guys is not as large as anybody probably hopes it is. There isn't a clear-cut guy. And because of that, and as close as it was, maybe it's just not the slam dunk that we're anticipating. I think that's all you can look at right now.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. I just can't. Maybe they're still trying to evaluate who's going to run this so-called little bit of a different system offensively the best. I, Boy, I struggle, Trent, Uh trying to figure out exactly why they can't uh, get into a situation where they can't make that a clear-cut choice uh, you know it's it's one of those deals that you 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 think about and and you tell yourself, okay, it's got to be Stanley everything that we have seen heard, everything it's 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 Stanley's job to lose and yet so far, we haven't really heard anything that if Tyler, Tyler Wiggers is, you know, come really close to taking that away from him. So from, from that aspect, I, I just find it interesting that they're not going to make that un, until Monday. Uh, by the way, I misspoke earlier in the show. I, I talked about uh, Pat Hardy being on the show. It's actually Rob Howe who's going to be on the show. So that's my bad. I wrote it down incorrectly. And we're going to have uh, Rob Howe on uh, coming up. So I just wanted to make sure I made that correction, pal.
2: Yeah, we get him on Wednesdays, and uh, yeah, I, I put it out wrong too. So you, you can blame me a little bit as well, Jimmy B. That's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll that, take the that heat for you. Okay. It's okay. Later in the show, Jim, uh, some controversy brewing in yes. the world of ESPN. Did you see the story yes. of young Robert Lee being moved off? The broadcast I did. of the Virginia football game of week one.
1: Right, I, I think it's a way overreaction. I don't think anybody was going to equate Robert Lee with Robert E. Lee. Nobody says when they talk about the Confederacy, the general Robert Lee. It's always Robert E. Lee, and I, I, I think it was a, I think it was a way overreaction to what had happened. Uh. I, it's, to me, it's somebody got really, really nervous in a suit mm-hmm. at ESPN, and uh, I, I just can't believe that we're actually in a world like this. Look, there's a guy who I know personally and and did some work with him many years ago, and his name is Jerry Sandusky.
2: Great broadcaster, Trent, He
1: he is. Yes, yes you know his yes, work. Yes. He works in he works in Baltimore. Mm-hmm. On TV at, uh, I think it's W, I think it's WBAL, I think that's where he is. And he also does uh, Ravens games, Baltimore Ravens games. His name is Jerry Sandusky. Now, it's Jerry with a G, mm-hmm. but still his name is Jerry Sandusky. And look all the hell that he had to go through with what happened at Penn State. And nobody took him off broadcasting games. I I think it was just a way, way, way over the top reaction. I feel bad for the kid, uh, that he had to have his name kind of drugged through all of this. And you know, social media, how rude and crude and brutal it can yeah. be. And, uh, but, um, okay, all right, so you're gonna make the, the switch. Okay, okay fine. But I, I, I still think it was a way overreact by the network.
2: There would have been some internet memes. There would have been probably a couple people that chuckle at it. But it wasn't anything that was going to be taken too far. I just, I struggle with the people out there that are using this for another arrow that they're going to sling at ESPN. Oh, look at ESPN. Clay Travis has been at the forefront of this, uh, talking about the evolution of ESPN and how political things are. This doesn't have anything to do with politics. It was a young broadcaster trying to help him out. And just trying not to have his name associated with something that's mm-hmm. going on both in Charlottesville, and it just happens to be the same name of the leader of the Union way back in the day. I mean, it's it's crazy. It's silly. Was it handled incorrectly, perhaps? But but all of this back and forth that is happening with this, let's slow down. Let, let's slow down. They were thinking the right way because you know on that Saturday, people. Would have been chuckling about it. There would have been things that are right. happening. I, I saw yeah. a GIF that I just uh, retweeted a, a little bit ago that cracked me up. And it was a GIF of the General Lee from the Dukes of Hazzard, the car, flying out of the Bristol, Connecticut parking lot. You know, I mean, <laughs> there's going to be funny things. And I chuckled at it because it's funny. I don't yes. think, though, that it would have been anything too negative. I understand trying to help a young guy out, but let's, yeah, there's plenty of things that you can be upset with ESPN of what has happened throughout the years. Don't make this one of them, though.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I think I feel bad for the guy that he's got caught up in the middle of this, where he's trying to make a good start in the business and do a college football game, and that's all he was interested in doing was just calling the college football game. So uh, that it's it's too bad that we have uh, fallen into the uh, the slings and arrows of what for some unknown reason, uh, the United States has kind of moved into here all of a sudden. I don't like it. Um, there's not much I can do about it except say I, I don't like it. So that's that's all I can say. Uh, we always do in case you missed it a little bit.
2: Trent, what do you got on tap today? We got some baseball today presented by our friends at Villaggio, Fine Italian Dining their newest location in Urbendale on 100th Street, and the original in Norwalk. Two great places for amazing Italian food. Make it Vlajio. We start with the Cubs, and boy, looked like a slow pitch softball game last night.
0: <laughs> Broken bat, base hit over the drawn in infield. Ground ball, base hit. That's a base hit. Rizzo scores. That gets away, boxed by the catcher, Barnhart.
2: Hap scores. That can't hurt. And the Cubs lead 13-6. to They go on for the 13-9 victory. Rondone gets the win in relief for the Cubs. And, uh, boy, putting runs on the board, Jimmy B.,
1: they are. I mean, that's what we kind of thought would uh, take place with this club if they could ever get the bats going. And you also said, and, it, and you were right on with this, with the schedule that they have left, mm-hmm. uh, they should be able to do this. They're playing the lower-tier teams, and this is when you make that so-called break, if you're going to make a break,
2: by beating up on these teams. And they certainly did last night. We continue on, we go to the south side of Chicago, the Twins in town. And Eddie Rosario, one of the hottest hitters in baseball, does it again last night.
3: Rosario
0: drives it to deep left center field. This is back and gone! Eddie Rosario with his 18th.
2: Number 18 on the year, the Twins go on for the 4-1 victory last night. And keep ahead in that race for the second wild card spot. Another team battling for that wild card spot is Kansas City. They got it done last night, but it was not Herrera with the save, Jimmy B. He mm. left the game with an injury. Bases loaded. Here's the call last night from Fox Sports, Kansas City.
0: 2-0. and He's oh. pulling his shoulder off now. I don't know if Salvi thinks there's something wrong. He's calling for Dave Island to come out.
2: And he did. A scary spot there. Their outstanding closer. Danger time for Kansas City. The bullpen, how it was so good a few years back. been solid still. And Herrera at the back end of it, very good. If they lose him for the season, look out.
1: Uh, you're right. That, that'll be very, very difficult. Look, you got to. I, I, I just checked the standings for Major League Baseball. And not, and we have talked about how we have that great wild card chase in the, uh, America. Uh, don't look now, but that is starting to become the case as well now in the National League. And with Milwaukee running down Colorado and Arizona, St. Louis is trying to creep back in as well. This might just turn out to be Really entertaining here in the next couple of weeks, the way this could all play out, Trent. I'm pretty
2: excited about watching to see how the American League and the National League shake out. We finish up with one more highlight. Late in the night, I stayed up way too night late last night listening <laughs> to my boy Brian Anderson called this one. And Corey Knebel in at the end once again. Great back end of the bullpen for the Brewers.
0: One and two, here it comes, Posey waves and misses, a strikeout for Canable. he got him on the curveball, and the Brewers win tonight in San Francisco, Corey Canable with his 27th save of the year.
2: And a- Boy, he has been a big boost to the back end of that bullpen, yes. was pitching incredibly well at the beginning of the year, and he continues with that one last night. That was In Case You Missed It, presented by Villaggio, Fine Italian Dining. Stop on out, say hello to Dan and the great folks there at Villaggio in Urbandale and the original in Norwalk. We'll come back, some Hawkeye talk on the other side. Rob Howe from Hawkeye Nation up next.
0: 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
3: You've got skills, so why not make money with those skills? Can you mow a yard, clean a house, hang a flat-screen TV, haul off some junk? Well, check out Tackle.com. That's T-A-K-L dot com. Tackle is an amazing new app that connects people who can perform small jobs and chores with customers who need them done. And the Tackle app is coming to cities all across America soon. Go to Tackle.com to see where Tackle is launching next. Just complete the six easy steps to register, and you can be your own boss, set your own hours, and make great money as a Tackle provider. The Tackle app is revolutionizing the way people get things done. Go to Tackle.com today and sign up. Stop thinking about making money doing what you love and start doing it with Tackle. Sign up to be a Tackle provider now at Tackle.com. Tackle.com. That's T-A-K-L dot com. Earnings vary based on your effort.
4: Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Des Moines? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, call 1-800-539-2200.
0: Seating is extremely limited. Call in the next 10 minutes and you'll also reserve a free copy of Than's Money for Deals guide. That's 1-800-539-2200. That's 1-800-539-2200.
2: Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy BNTC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. 1358
4: for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition and accessories as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988 and we won't be undersold by the big stores and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale or we can be reached at 515-3 we're JOM Shooter Supply. See you soon. It's
1: that time of the year again. Football's
5: right around the corner. Draft House 50, best spot in Central Iowa to catch your Cyclones, Hawkeyes, and every NFL game. Over 50 TVs, 50 beers on tap, and the best burgers in town. Draft House 50, your place for all things sports.
0: Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, welcome back. We roll all the
1: way till 3 o'clock today. Always a good time when we have a chance to catch up with Rob Howe, HawkeyeNation.com. He comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Rob, good afternoon, man. How are you? Doing well, guys. How are you? We're doing well, Rob. Uh, let's get into what uh, was spoken about just the other day. Let's start first with the suspension of one game against Wyoming and then I want to get your thoughts as well on not naming a quarterback and waiting probably till next Monday to do that. Go ahead.
6: Um, I'll start with the quarterbacks because I think that's what's probably getting the most attention. Um, rightfully so, I would say. Um, yeah, I was a little surprised yesterday, Jim, when, when we got there, I, I had a feeling we might get, um, and that's at the press conference with, uh, with Brian Ferencz and Kirk Ferencz and Phil Parker. I, I thought we might get uh, some resolution at that point, but um, not no, no such luck. So, um, you know, everything they're saying, you have to go with. Um, and, and I know many of us in the media, I, I tried to temper it a little bit after Kids' Day that it was separation Saturday and Stanley won the job and all that, because Kirk warned us after that. It was only one of whatever... 12 or 13 practices at that point, and now they've had 20 or 21 practices. We saw one, you know, and we only saw two in the sprint. So they've got a much bigger body of work to go on. And if they feel like these guys are that close, um, that they still haven't been able to make a decision, you just got to, I guess, you don't have to respect it, but I respect it because I don't see the upside in in not naming a starter at this point if they knew who it was so um, you know that's kind of where I'm at at that with that the Ragamba thing I had kind of heard some rumblings about that but um, so they've known about it for a while um, they prepared Michael Ojamudia for the start I think they've kind of prepared him throughout camp um, and I know he I know Ragamba and Josh Jackson were the top two guys but I think Michael Ojamudia wasn't far off and he was kind of in that top tier group. Uh, I think where it hurts you the most is depth, Uh, and Kirk addressed that yesterday, that Matt Hankins would be the fourth guy with Ugamba out. He's now the third guy, and he's a true freshman from Texas. So when you go to nickel, you go to dime. If you do things like that against Josh Allen and a Wyoming team that I would figure is going to test your secondary, you're going even deeper into the well with less experience, Um, and that's where it hurts you most, I think, depth-wise.
2: Back to that quarterback spot, Rob. And, you know, there were many theories out there during the springtime, uh, keeping uh, Reagan around, keeping him healthy and happy, and so he doesn't decide to transfer. But they're well past that point. One thing that continues to come up, you see the strong arm out of Nathan Stanley. Touch seems to be a bit of a concern with him, but also the leadership angle of it. How big of a part of this race do you think? leadership and getting nathan stanley to be a little bit more inside of the huddle how big of a part is that in your estimation
6: yeah i wrote about that a few weeks ago um i got a chance you know to get nathan one-on-one at media day towards the end and he's not a real open guy in media settings and i felt like i was able to get him to open up a little bit more when it was just a one-on-one thing and he talked about just being a shy kid um you know reserved uh, but he's working on that. He's trying to be more involved with his teammates off the field and getting, you know, building bonds with them that that a quarterback, that a leader has to do. Um, and I, so it's hard for me to say where he is in terms of getting that done. But I, I would think with Wiggers, that's the advantage he has. He's been around for two more years. He you know, has the advantage of knowing more guys on the team, uh, things like that. And he just may have a better command of the huddle at this point. So it just there's got to be little intangibles on both sides that are keeping this thing close. Um, and I would say that's probably that probably figures into the mix. Um, and when we talked about Nathan Stanley on Kids Day, having a good Kids Day, he he was good, but he wasn't great, as uh, you said, Trent. He, he has a tendency to throw the ball too hard when he doesn't need to. His accuracy kind of comes and goes. His footwork is at the, you know, is a work in progress, if you will. Um, he's still only been here on campus for 14 months. He's still a work in progress. So, I'm, just, it's, I'm it's another intriguing part to the end of this season is how this thing is going to play out. Is the guy who starts the season, the guy who finishes the season? Um, it's all interesting to me.
1: Rob how's our guest on the Draft House 50 hotline. Okay, Rob, I hear the s- concern a little bit in your tone ex- trying to explain this. Then if that's the case and the quarterback situation is still in flux until we get to next week, in the opening game against Wyoming, and I think most people believe that Wyoming will find a way to put points on the board with Josh Allen at quarterback, Will it be a case where they will limit the amount of passes that take place in that game if, indeed, they are having success on the ground? And, B, if Wyoming finds a way to get out in front in the second half and, and Iowa would be forced to go to the air a little more, would they be willing to do that? I'm just curious your thoughts on those two scenarios.
6: Yeah, I think the hope, Jim, is that, and Brian Ferentz has talked about this, and Greg Davis talked about it, but didn't always, I didn't feel, took advantage of mismatches, um, you know, taking advantage of the strengths of, of, you know, your personnel. I, I think that's the hope with Brian Ferentz. He's talked about that. Um, so I, I think there are some different things they can do in that regard. I think the tight ends are a pretty deep position in terms of, uh having athletic tight ends that can catch the ball and maybe run shorter shorter routes, stuff down the seam, things like that. Uh the backs can all catch Wadley, Butler, uh Torin Young, even, you know, Tokes and uh, you know Ivor Kelly Martin, they've got backs that can catch the ball. I think the receiver's the other big component to this. Um and I think that's what's made this so difficult for these guys, for the coaches that is to, to pick somebody, is there's so many moving parts a receiver you're trying to figure out who your receiver is and who your quarterback is at the same time. It's kind of a bad recipe. Um, and I think that's what they're trying to work through. Um, Wyoming's defense was not good last year. Um, and I'm not sure it's going to be a whole lot better uh, out of the chute this year. So that's a bit of a break for Iowa, I think, at least if you look at it on paper. So I think that they should be able to run the ball well enough. If, if Wyoming completely sells out on the run, there are enough weapons in the passing game, and you hope that your quarterbacks are far enough along to take advantage of that. But, yeah, I'll be interested to see what that game plan is.
2: Rob Howell, HawkeyeNation.com, joining us on the Drafthouse 50 hotline. Rob, uh, over to the defensive side, defensive coordinator Phil Parker, talking with you guys yesterday. Uh, had some comments that I think uh, were attention-grabbing, talking about the defensive line, the depth that they have there. And, and you know, overall, Rob, this team with what they have up front, has a chance to to really be stout in that front seven. Uh, the takeaway from Phil, a guy, um, we're not talking Fran McCaffrey here, he doesn't you know, have a whole lot of hyperbole, singing some high praises for that front four.
6: Yeah, and I, I came away, I don't know if I've talked to you guys since kid's day, I think I have, I came away from that practice feeling much better about the defensive line. Um, we had some question marks about, you know, after you lose Jaleel Johnson and Faith Akaky, um and, and Budget of being injured last year and being out most of the offseason. What are they going to look like inside? You know, how does AJ Epinesa fit into this mix? Um, they look like they, they had it figured out on kids day. Um, you know, being able to move a Parker Hesse inside or Matt Nelson, even AJ getting some reps inside um, and be able to rotate guys in and out and, and play them at multiple, multiple positions. I think that's what has Phil excited uh, that he's got versatility on that line. He's got athletes on that line. Um, and a lot of credit should be given to Reese Morgan because when he took over uh, in 2012, after uh, Rich Kaczynski had, uh you know, <laughs> that experiment had run its course, that position was really in disarray. It was kind of like the receivers are uh, going into this season with a lot of unknowns. They had to play Drew out as a true freshman. Um, you know, there were a lot of pieces that needed to be, needed to be fixed there. Um, and Reese Morgan's done a really good job. He's got... You know, he's got edge rushers now, he's got athletes, he can move inside, they can play situationally, um, and then also having three veteran linebackers allows you to do a little bit more up front as well. So, yeah, that front seven is going to be salty. The question will be behind them. We talked about Ragamba being out. Uh, you got a new free safety with Brandon Snyder being out. That secondary right now is, is the question mark on that defense without question.
2: You know, for this team to, I guess, at least in a regional level, surprise, and and win a division title, you know, get to Indianapolis, I think that defense is going to have to be incredibly salty. It it feels like the pieces are at least in place for that, where this team, if those young guys we talk about, if they can find consistency in the middle and stop the run, where they have a real chance of being one of the more special defenses Ferentz has had.
6: Yeah, I would agree with you, because I think there is talent at that. Although unproven and untested, there is talent, and they have built some built. Up that secondary, it's not as deep as you would like it, but there's some talent there. Um, Matt Hank has looked really good on kids today. You just got to expect there there will be some bumps. Miles Taylor has to be better than he was last year. He had some really tough, rough spots before he got injured. Um, yeah, Trent, I think what they would like to do is that that familiar formula that we know it's run the football, stop the run, field position. Um, and that brings in the question what's going to happen with punter without Ron Caluzzi? That's a big key this year. And how does the, the field goal kicking kick the situation? They still haven't decided on either of those two positions mm-hmm. either. And those are big keys yeah. when you have an offense that's going to be uh, probably in development stage, at least during the non conference portion of the schedule.
1: Do you have a feel who's going to be the place kicker or not?
6: Yeah, I, if I had to bet right now, Jim, I, I would probably put my money on kind of the situation they had last year, which is Keith Duncan with the shorter stuff and Miguel Racinos mm-hmm. with the longer stuff. Racinos looked great on kids' day. He hit all my field goals. He was hitting stuff from over 50 yards that probably would have been good for 60. So maybe he does win this thing outright. And the, one of the heroes of last year is a backup in Keith Duncan. Um, but I, I I think they're going to find a way to use both guys.
2: Duncan uh, was a true freshman last year, right? If it would be a case where Racinos would win the job, he could redshirt. Is that right?
6: Yeah, and they also have Caleb Shudek from uh, Council Bluffs, who's, who's kind of he's the, he's the next rung down from those two guys, and he redshirted last year. So you could conceivably redshirt Duncan, let Racinos kick, and have Shudek as your backup uh, in case something happens. So that's a possibility as well.
1: Rob, I'm real curious. Have you started to do any work on Wyoming yet?
6: Just briefly. Um, I did a little bit uh, when I did my preseason predictions. I went my, my game-by-game predictions. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of looked at them a little bit. I know they've lost they lost their three top receivers. I think they lost one one of, if not their all-time leading rusher at running back. So Allen's got a lot of new guys. They lost some guys on the offensive line, and their defense wasn't great last year. Um but we all know that Greg is a really good coach. He, he built he built North Dakota State. Um, I, I have a feeling that even though they're replacing a lot of guys, they're going to have competent guys behind them. But it'll just be their first game on the road at a Big Ten stadium, so you just it's hard to know what you're going to get.
2: Well, uh, before we let you go over to a little hoops conversation, Rob and. The schedule is out for basketball. Much like I was listening to you and John Miller, uh, your podcast. I- I'm like John. I'm very excited about this hoops team, and I got to bring it in every Hawkeye conversation. Schedule's <laughs> out. Uh, non-conference. They got that difficult stretch from the Cayman Islands, probably against Cincinnati in the championship to Virginia Tech. They got the two Big Ten games, and then Iowa State on the road after that. But the non-conference uh, home schedule not good. How big of an impact do you think that is going to make, or, or do you believe that? This team's not going to be a bubble team. It's not going to impact them, at least, getting to the NCAA tournament.
6: I think it could, Trent. I mean, it's still early, and it's hard to know where teams are going to be in late December, January, uh, how the Big Ten will shake out if it's stronger than it was last year. Um, But playing whatever it is, John John uh, did something on this last week. I think there were five teams with, you know, RPIs 300 or lower, mm-hmm. um, those just don't do anything but hurt you. Um, so, to overcome that, you've got to be able to win the games you talked about. If you have Cincinnati, uh, you know, Penn State at home, at Indiana, uh, Iowa State on the road, those all become that much more important in the non conference season. And then, you know, it's, it's advantageous, their Big Ten schedule, that they don't have to play Michigan State on the road or Wisconsin on the road. But that also takes away. You don't get a chance to get those quality wins. So it's really interesting to me how this is going to play out. The bottom line is they're going to have to win a lot of games and then win important games to be able to build that resume because you don't want to just get in either. You don't want to be on that bubble. You want to put yourself in good position so you're not where they were the previous two times when you're out in Seattle and having to play Gonzaga in that second round or out in Brooklyn and have to play Villanova in that second round. You want to be able to do better than that. Um, and this schedule is going to challenge them to do that because they're going to have to win a really
1: a lot of games. In your estimation, do you have a reason why they continue to schedule home like that and really just scalp the, the Hawk fans for basketball money? I mean, I, I get maybe two, possibly three of those games tops, but Trent makes a good point where they should be booking guys that, are 150 to 200, right, right in there? If I, I it's it, it's unfathomable to me that they haven't learned their lesson.
6: Yeah, it's surprising to me too, Jim. I, I as you said, I don't think there, the days are gone where you're going to get home to the homes with you know the the really high end, uh, power five conference schools. You can do right. that a little yep. bit, but for the most part, those are neutral site games or these you know, preseason tournaments or what have you. But there are plenty of schools right around in the Midwest that they could fill in and maybe do a home-and-home with Creighton or, I don't know, you know, just pick a school that, that's a little bit closer that I think you could get fan interest from both sides and maybe improve your home schedule a little bit. And maybe Fran does that going forward. Maybe he's thinking, you know, I've got a young team. Um, I need some of those those games earlier in the year to figure some things out. It's hard to say because we really haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. What his reasoning was, Um, but if I had to give a reason for why he scheduled this way, it would probably be that that he needed some games where he could evaluate things with a young team. But it does nothing for the fans, and I, I I hazard, you know, I, I I cringe when I think about what the attendance is going to be like at those games. Mm -hmm. And it's tough to get students out as it is, but to get them out for those games is almost impossible.
2: Uh, no doubt about it. Going to be yep. some ugly stretches there, but uh, wins are a win, I guess, in the mind of Freya McCaffrey. With that, Rob, we're out of time. When we talk to you next in two weeks, we'll have some football underneath our belts, and we'll be talking that to you at a new time as we make the move over to Drive Time. Looking forward to that with you, Rob. Yes,
6: yeah, so and I'm ready for the season to <laughs> start. The preseason talk, I think, and we've run it. It's run its course. Yes. So thanks for having me on, guys.
2: Always appreciate it, Rob Howe, com. Jimmy Bean, it's time right now. I'm going to give away beer. What do you think of that? Get out of here. You, you're you still doing that? You're still giving away beer? I am that kind. Draft House 50, our fantasy football league of champions. Think you know fantasy football? Know the NFL? We'll call in right now, 264-1700. By qualifying, you get a free pint of beer from Draft House 50, and you're entered into our contest, fantasy football happening Wednesday, September 6th out of Draft House 50. Again, 515-264-1700 dialed up right now. We'll get a qualifier and uh, we'll maybe even do one later in the show also. But get in right now. 264 Give it away beer. Draft House 50 back with more here in a moment. Hey, it's Tiki
0: Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Boom!
7: Villaggio Italian restaurant brings real homemade Italian to you
2: Guys don't really talk about antiperspirant. Despite that, 91% of Dove Men Plus Care users recommend it. Here's what they said. It blocks the, you know, perspiration, I think is the fancy word. It's comfortable. Uh,
7: (laughs) it smells nice. My girl likes the smell. Well, it's, it, uh, I don't know, uh, it's
4: hard. I think it's quite masculine. Uh, my underarms aren't the worst thing at the gym. It's kind of like the Hoover Dam from my armpits, I guess. Dove Men Plus Care Antiperspirant. Tough on
0: sweat, not on skin. This is Charles Osgood. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast. And you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to make their first job listing a sponsored job with premium visibility. Go to Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply.
6: Still shopping for back to school? Come to JCPenney and find great deals on denim for the whole family. Like Arizona jeans for guys and juniors. Buy one, get one for a penny. Also available in extended sizes. Plus, stack on the savings and get your $10 off coupon on the JCPenney app. Hurry, sale ends Sunday. That's getting your pennies worth.
3: JCPenney. Validate 25 day twenty seven on select items in-store and at gcp.com. Buy one item at regular price, get the second item of equal or less value for one cent plus the same category of merchandise. All supplies last. Some exclusions apply. See store or
0: jcp.com for details.
2: Look out in the street there. You know what you don't see? My car, because I had to sell it to pay the lawyer I hired when I got busted for drunk driving. You know what else you don't see? My girlfriend, who decided that a guy with no car and no license and no money was no fun. And hey, you know what else you don't see? You don't see me leaving for work in the morning. Because I missed so much time with court and everything that I got fired. Drive sober
5: or get pulled over. Paid for by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration.
2: Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des
1: Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it even cricket? Draft House Fifty has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday,
2: beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House Fifty—a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House Fifty, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines.
5: 515 650 1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515 650 1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515 650 1358. That's 515 650
0: 1358. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing, here's Jim and Trent.
1: All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, Coming up at the top of the hour, John Cannon will join us. We're going to jump on the NBA and the big trade uh, that took place between Cleveland and
2: Boston. But before we do that, Trent... Uh, who is our lucky winner who gets free beer? Brian is our winner. He'll be involved and out there for our trivia contest, our top ten trivia contestants. will move on then to our fantasy draft out of Draft House 50, our League of Champions, on Wednesday, September 6th. Keep listening in each and every day here, both during the noon show and starting next week. Our show from 4 to 6, Jimmy B, and you will have a chance to qualify.
1: I can't wait. That'll be great. I won't have to wake up so early then to get ready for this show at noon. I can really kind of get my beauty sleep. It'll be awesome. You hey, are listen, a night owl. I I am a night out. Look, you uh remember we opened the show a little bit and we talked a little bit about ESPN mm-hmm. and what happened to that uh, announcer Robert Lee. Yeah. Appar- apparently ESPN's got some more issues. Uh-oh. Uh Ryan Russello, one of their uh, TV radio guys, uh busted in Jackson Hole, Wyoming for criminal entry. And I guess he's still in jail out there right now. Hmm. Do you know who Russello is? Have you seen him at Ryan all? Ryan
2: Russello? Yeah, yeah. He was a yeah. long-time co-host with Scott Van Pelt during their show. Ig- that, exactly. That was on uh, Middays. It was probably, I would have to say, of, of the national shows, that was my favorite show. Uh, over the last uh-huh. I don't know 10 years whatever it is on a national level. I loved uh the camaraderie those guys had, the way they talked about things, the intellectual level that they brought to the conversation. Weird. Uh crazy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, always yeah. something going yeah. on Jimmy so, B. It, it, ne- it never
1: fails at that at that network. Yeah, they've got these mugshot everything here. that's uh that's a little that'll that'll make you take a step back and go wow. Um, uh, I, I just found that to be interesting well that's the best thing that could ever happen for robert lee now that they have this situation going on
2: very very true puts him back there we just don't need, don't need you now we're moving to drive time that means that you can go out stay out later we don't need jimmy b to show up in the police blotter now brinson
3: <laughs> no
2: no I keep I I stay on the move track that way I avoid the police oh,
1: that's the trend, that's what huh? I do oh, yes oh, I stay see. on the move don't don't stay in one place
2: very long keep moving <laughs> we're gonna take a time out here when we come back we're gonna get into the big trade of the NBA also in the next hour before Mitch Holtis an interesting note from the Big Ten we talked about basketball scheduling a lot with Iowa with the release of yeah. their schedule last week a possibility of more conference games for the Big Ten. We'll talk about that coming up next hour as well. Basketball talks of football on the Chiefs with Mitch Holtis. All to come on the Big Talker 1700.
0: 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG.
7: Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com.
3: You've got skills, so why not make money with those skills? Can you mow a yard, clean a house, hang a flat-screen TV, haul off some junk? Well, check out Tackle.com. That's T-A-K-L dot com. Tackle is an amazing new app that connects people who can perform small jobs and chores with customers who need them done. And the Tackle app is coming to cities all across America soon. Go to Tackle.com to see where Tackle is launching next. Just complete the six easy steps to register, and you can be your own boss, set your own hours, and make great money as a Tackle provider. The Tackle app is revolutionizing the way people get things done. Go to Tackle.com today and sign up. Stop thinking about making money doing what you love, and start doing it with Tackle. Sign up to be a Tackle provider now at Tackle.com. Tackle.com.
4: To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, call 1-800-539-2200.
0: Seating is extremely limited. Call in the next 10 minutes and you'll also reserve a free copy of Than's Money for Deals guide. That's 1-800-539-2200. That's 1-800-539-2200.
3: You've got skills, so why not make money with those skills? Can you mow a yard, clean a house, hang a flat screen TV, haul off some junk? Well, check out Tackle.com. That's T-A-K-L dot com. Tackle is an amazing new app that connects people who can perform small jobs and chores with customers who need them done. And the Tackle app is coming to cities all across America soon. Go to Tackle.com to see where Tackle is launching next. Just complete the six easy steps to register, and you can be your own boss, set your own hours, and make great money as a Tackle provider. The Tackle app is revolutionizing the way people get things done. Go to Tackle.com today and sign up. Stop thinking about making money doing what you love and start doing it with Tackle. Sign up to be a Tackle provider now at Tackle.com. Tackle.com. That's T-A-K-L dot com. 1700 KBGG, Des Moines,
1: Accumula Station.